when you think about it, loving yourself, it seems so hard. But how easy do we fall in love with other people? I mean, I don't know about everyone else, but I feel like I do it constantly. I thought, you know, well, what are the things that you do when you're falling for someone else? You spend time together, you go out, you do lovely things, you treat yourself, you know, you go for a nice meal. And so why do we not give that to ourselves? You're listening to the Alonement Podcast, hosted by me, Francesca Spector, author of Alonement, How to Be Alone and Absolutely Own It. Each week, I interview an inspiring new guest about the time they spend alone and why it matters to them. Ultimately, at the heart of every episode is one central question. What turns solitude into a positive, fulfilling experience? Because when alone time isn't lonely, it's alonement. This week, I have on the author, journalist, and screenwriter, Radhika Sangani. She's the author of new novel, 30 Things I Love About Myself, a gorgeous novel about a protagonist, Nina, who wakes up on her 30th birthday and she finds she's hit rock bottom. She's actually in a jail cell for a night and she's recently been through an awful breakup. We have all been there metaphorically at least. But Nina turns her life around with the help of a self-help book and she takes a rather inspiring, very proactive approach to her self-love journey. The result is a story which is so empowering without ever being even the tiniest bit preachy. It's heartwarming to read and rather funny along the way. I first met Radhika last summer when I chaired a panel discussion that she was part of at the Prima Donna Festival. I emailed around the panellists, as I tend to do before this kind of event, to check that I was pronouncing their names correctly. Radhika got back to me and she said, it's pronounced Radhika like radical. In the same way, I sort of think this book is quietly radical. 30 Things I Love About Myself offers a romance story with a difference where, spoiler alert, the end goal is not about finding the partner, but instead finding that all-important love for yourself. Because after all, you and you is the most important lifelong relationship you will ever have. I think that's a message we can all take with us. Happy listening, and I hope this serves as inspiration for you to give yourself that little bit more love today. Before we get to our conversation, I want to give a big shout out to this season's sponsors, Flashpack. Flashpack is a travel company for solo travellers, providing boutique group adventures all around the world, from staying on a secret island in the Arctic to glamping on the Serengeti. Its adventures are targeted specifically for solo travellers in their 30s and 40s, so If you feel like you've slightly moved on from staying in hostels with gap year students on your solo trips away, then this is the holiday for you. Much like Alonement, Flashback is a community built around the power of going solo and their trips are an opportunity to meet like-minded people who share the same independent outlook as you. They're on a mission to create one million meaningful friendships across the world through the power of adventure. And it sounds like it's working. 80% of Flashpackers stay in touch after returning from their trips. If this sounds good to you, head to flashpack.com slash alonement 
where you'll find an exclusive offer code for all Alonement podcast listeners, giving you £100 off your dream adventure. Radhika, it's so great to have you on. You sort of went above and beyond to be on topic for this uh, for this podcast episode because I'm actually speaking to you at the moment while you're in isolation with COVID. Um, although, as I understand it, with mild symptoms, thankfully, how is isolation treating you? Yes, um, I thought I'd be on brand today, um, be in actual alonement for this. Um, but no, it's actually it's actually come at an okay time for me. Um, I had a really busy week. I just had the book launch for my latest novel and it's all been quite mad. And actually it was quite lovely to sort of, you know, as much as it's not fun being sick to have this time to almost, you know, just be alone in isolation and kind of come back to myself. I like the way you phrase that. And yeah, of course, I mean, you've had the most manic month. I was at your book launch and it was incredible, but yes, so much (laughs) going on for you. It's, it's quite, Ironic, I suppose, bringing a book out about self-love and spending time alone and all these great themes. And then actually with the publicity cycle, it does end up being very overwhelming and, and it almost takes you away from that that usual place of equilibrium, uh, I suppose. Outside of, outside of COVID, what does the idea of time alone represent for you? I think time alone always used to be quite a scary thing to me and I always associated it with feeling quite lonely Um, but now actually I think time alone is quite a sort of positive calming thing for me because I never really feel alone I think with two things like one I have a sort of spiritual practice and a spiritual outlook so I always feel just quite connected to the world as a whole But secondly, I think it's also just the simple fact that I now like myself and I like spending time with myself. So when I'm alone, I don't feel this kind of like panic. Oh, God, it's just me in this void of nothingness. I'm like, oh, it's me and I'm with me. And that's quite fun. Yeah, I totally get that because almost the language we use around it, people might find quite strange that sort of, you know, I'm with me uh, as if you're with another person. But it is in the same way. A relationship I suppose and asking whether you're into spending time alone is a bit like asking you know do you like spending time with Rob do you like being around that person because when you have developed and worked on that relationship and I found this as well that's actually a positive experience. Yes and I think it's probably still quite a new way of looking at things like I think a lot of people might as you said might find it strange the idea of having a relationship with yourself is that not just a given but actually it's not and you know if I look back on say my teen years or my early 20s where I did not have a relationship with myself and I really just didn't think about it in those terms at all and I never really did any work on you know enjoying myself being with myself actually life was so much harder and everything felt like a struggle Whereas now that I've done that work to really, you know, as you said, work on that relationship with myself, I just feel like everything in life becomes easier, whether it is the alone time or being with people or, you know, just things with career relationships. I think once you've got that solid grounding with yourself, everything else becomes so much, so much easier and so much more enjoyable. And and talk me through, you mentioned that you have spiritual practice and spirituality in your life. What does that involve? 
So it's probably a massive combination of things. You know, I, 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 I guess a lot of different beliefs from things like, you know, focusing on gratitude. Like I try and wake up each day and I try and feel grateful and say thank you as I pull up my my blinds and sort of look at the new day the sky um I also try and really focus on you know living in the present and as hard as you know it's not easy but I always just try on and try and come back to this present moment I do a lot of breath work to come back to that I try and start each day with a little meditation practice just 10 minutes or 15 minutes on a good day um just 15 minutes of stillness you know, and for me, it's just about getting out of my head and sort of coming back to myself. And I feel like the thing I love most, the sort of the sentence I love most that sums up spirituality for me is the idea that we are spiritual beings living a human experience. And that kind of sums up how I feel about it all, that I'm I'm so here to be human and like, you know, live my life and have fun and grow and do as much as I can with my career and my friends and all of that stuff but at the same time I do have this awareness that I am ultimately a spiritual being here for this short amount of time and it kind of helps things not matter so much. And does that feel alone or does that feel like you're connected to something beyond being with other people? Exactly it's almost like the opposite of being alone because I just feel so connected it just makes me feel connected to something bigger, like an, an idea that's bigger than me. And, you know, it feels like incredibly unfashionable these days to talk about, you know, God or religion or belief in that way. But I do believe in something bigger. And that makes me feel connected. And, you know, even for people who don't share those beliefs, I think just the very simple thing of rem- just remembering that we're all humans. We're all in this world. We're all going through similar things. And as different as our lives can be, we all have the same fundamental human emotions. And just remembering that always stops me feeling alone. It always just takes me outside of myself, my little tiny world, and makes me feel like I'm part of something much bigger. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I think it's interesting because I guess feel alone as a term is used as a negative thing because I guess it's synonymous almost with feeling lonely, feeling disconnected. But what's the relationship between physically spending time alone and those spiritual practices that you do? Is it is it necessary in most cases to be alone? Mm, I think it's definitely necessary sometimes, yeah, just to have that space. 
And so I'll give you an example now. I feel like I've been fighting it a little bit, the being alone stuff, um, having COVID, being in isolation. As much as it's come at the right time and I know I've needed it, I've just been a bit like, oh, do I have to? <laughs> you know, and I've been sort of craving distractions. I've been swiping. I've been on Instagram. I've just been doing all of the things to try and not be fully, fully alone. But then I had a moment yesterday where I realized like Radhika, just stop, just stop everything and just sit here and just take a moment and actually be alone. Because, you know, I'd been alone in the sense that there was no one in my flat, but I was seeking all of those distractions. I hadn't let myself truly be. Um, And then I let myself be and I went out and I sat in the garden and that's when I really could connect to my spiritual practice and I could connect to that sense of I don't know almost a sense of like having the answers within me and instead of always trying to go so externally to fix things I could just sit in the stillness come back to myself and be like okay things are okay like the calmness is here I don't yeah and it it, it was kind of a really special calming moment and it made me realize the importance of that kind of aloneness in a calm positive way when you're not running from it yeah I think it's why it's so important to open up this nuance and have these conversations around aloneness I mean this is part of the reason that I coined the word alonement because time alone isn't just by default quality time even if you're someone who and I really appreciate your honesty here is advocating self-love and is you know in rights about being alone in your book which will will come on to and and yet we all falter we all have a changing relationship with it and all have to remind ourselves to make our alone time alonement I guess also I know that you live alone have you struggled in the past to make that a positive experience so I think it's kind of what you said that no matter kind of, you know, how much you're into self-love or being on your own or positive, you know, alonement and things like that, there's, there's, we're all human. There's always going to be those moments where it's a little bit harder. And I've been living alone for maybe five years now, maybe a little bit longer, maybe five or six years. Um, and there's been times when it's been incredible and times when it's been a little bit hard. And to me, that's, you know, that's just life. There are times when it's great, times when it's a bit harder, um, times when you need support, times when you feel like you can do it on your own. And I think there's definitely been struggles, but what's really helped me has, but I suppose they're what's helped me, you know, the struggles have been what's helped me and every single time they've been different. And I feel like as you get through them, you learn the new coping mechanisms, you learn the new ways to embrace being alone. And, you know, they might have been particularly hard at times like a breakup where you're struggling with a lot of, you know, feelings around being alone. And it's not just the living alone. It's a lot of stuff tied into it. But then I'll always manage to find a way out and I'll find that kind of, you know, it might not be perfect. It might be messy. I might kind of do all the wrong things first, especially in my 20s. Um, But now I feel like I've learned the positive things I can do to help me whether it's you know often do you know what it is often it's becoming more alone like 
I'll struggle with being a bit alone in my flat and then I'll be like okay must call a friend get out do something and actually the answer is often no no just be more alone so I will put my phone on airplane mode or I'll go have a bath and listen to a podcast I love or I'll pick up a book and actually these are the things that bring me back to myself and COVID was the perfect example because obviously I'd been living alone for a while but then came this whole new way of living alone that was so much more isolating um with lockdown and then obviously now having COVID is another one and it's just all these little different things you learn new ways of dealing with it and ultimately I think they've all just brought me closer to myself yeah I have lived alone for I've lived alone for four years getting on for five years now and it is a really changing relationship and it's a changing relationship with hurdles like COVID and then yeah isolating isolated periods when you have COVID and uh, I think that perhaps there's not sometimes there's not that much of a narrative around the fact it can be an experience that's up and down and that doesn't necessarily invalidate it you wouldn't for instance, it, it, because I think that the way to, quote unquote, the right way to live sometimes people think is with other people. I guess we all accept that that has its ups and downs. But I think it, I like that you're honest about it, that you can say, yes, this this is, you know, an experience that has its challenges. But that is just life. That doesn't mean that living alone is wrong. That doesn't mean that time alone is wrong. It's just you almost need to, as you say, lean into it, be more alone, uh, do more alonement. Yeah, no, exactly. And it is just that zigzag, isn't it? Like, we always, or maybe not we, maybe just me, but I call myself a recovering perfectionist. And I think I've still just got this idea somewhere in my head that things have to be perfect and neat. And, you know, I love myself, so I must always love myself 100% the entire time. Or I live alone and I like that, so it must be that way 100% all the time. And actually, I'm now learning to give myself a bit more space and give space to the mess and the zigzag and the ups and the downs. And just to remember that, you know, these moments where it's hard doesn't mean it's a relapse and I've gone back to gone back to zero, square one and everything's, you know, all of my growth has been sort of undermined. No, it's just life you get these little ups and little downs but you're still going in the right direction um and I think yeah we just I think we all just need to learn to be a bit kinder to ourselves and to know that we might be going in the right direction but that doesn't mean we still won't have little bumps and that's okay in fact it's more than okay because that's how we grow that's really soothing to hear I think (laughs) You describe your self-love journey as, well, a journey. And the idea is that a journey has an end destination. But to what extent would you say it's that, that you can get to a certain level of self-love and then it's impossible or quite difficult to unlearn that? And in what way would you say it's an ongoing journey as well Mm. and perhaps even a a practice? No, you're so right. In that way, like journey is hard because journey suggests an end. But actually... It is ongoing and I suppose it's the same way that, you know, like life is a journey. It's that kind of journey, like a forever one, basically, you know, until when I die, that's when my self-love journey ends, essentially. Other than that, it's going to keep on going because I think I I think I, I didn't used to think this when I was starting out at this journey. So to give you some context, it was when I was in my late 20s, maybe 26, 27. I'd just 
broken up with the man I thought I was going to marry I'd also decided it was the perfect time to leave my staff job at the Telegraph and go freelance for the first time even though I'm a really anxious person and that terrified me um and I also decided that I wasn't that close to my friends I needed new ones so suddenly literally everything in my life was kind of a bit bad (laughs) and really really difficult and that's when I realized I had start this journey to kind of go inwards and love myself and that would then have hopefully the knock-on effect of like improving my external life and so I was like okay I just need to love myself sure let's do this um and first lesson was that's not easy it's not an overnight thing it is you know again something that just happens with time so long as you want it I think I think that's the biggest thing when you know you want to love yourself it will happen. You just have to be committed to that idea. And then you do it in whatever way it happens, you know, whether it's, for me, just everything fell into my path, whether it was someone giving me the right self-help book or sending me the right link to a podcast that helped me or suggesting an idea of me going for dinner on my own or whatever, like all of these little things helped me. Um, And then to come back to your actual question, I feel like my next lesson was learning oh wait it's never over like I love myself now I can look in the mirror and say Radhika I love you which was something I could never have done when I was 26 but it's not perfect I still get days where I fall into self-doubt I still get days where I'm like I love you but I wish you were x and I have to be like whoa hold up we've stopped that (laughs) remember Radhika like and yes I do talk to myself and I kind of like have this little dialogue in my head or I'll sometimes do it in the mirror which is even more embarrassing but never mind and I'll essentially kind of talk myself out of it and be kind to myself almost like sort of my own therapist and be like okay you're going through a hard time right now I know that the self-love is there it's just that you're having a little wobble or this particular thing is hard what can we do what have we learned on this self-love journey that will help you now you know, I think talking to yourself gets a bad reputation because I'm very defensive of it. I do it as well. I think it's a living alone thing. And it's almost, it almost makes more sense to externalize that inner voice that we all have telling us to either love ourselves or the absolute opposite. But it's actually nice <laughs> to hear someone else owning that as a thing that they do. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I think you're right. Like, we all have that horrible inner voice, right? The, the, the critic, the negative voice, the one that tells you, oh, why did you make that stupid comment? Why did you wear that terrible outfit? Why did you, you know all of the negative things. And actually the easiest way to override it is to create a new voice that's nice to you. So I feel like that's essentially just what I've been trying to do. And where do you think you've got in terms of how far back do you think you could go? Like, do you think you could regress back to where you were or do you think you've got to a certain point of self-love? Maybe that that desire to self-love in the first place that will be consistent. So I feel like there's no way I could ever go back all the way. Like the the love is there, you know, it's it's real. Like I have done the work and I, I feel like I've given myself this solid, strong foundation of self-love. And so something that's happened to me recently is a really good example of this. I had a breakup and it was my first big breakup since that breakup five or six years ago when I started this self-love journey and I realized how little I loved myself. And the difference has been incredible because obviously I've still been really, really sad and, you know, been feeling a lot of difficult feelings. But I have still had this kernel of self-love inside me and it has changed everything. It has made the breakup so much easier because I haven't once fallen into the doubts and the narratives of am I not good enough? Is it because I'm not pretty enough, clever enough, smart enough, thin enough, whatever. I haven't done any of that. I've just been like, this is really sad. It didn't work out. Um, but I've still got that voice saying, you know, Radhika, I love you. You're, you know, you're worthy. You will find somebody else who's right for you. And, you know, those are the things normally your best friends say. And actually, I'm here also saying it to myself. And it's so lovely because the thing that makes breakups so hard isn't just the pain. It's that added layer that we put on top of it, which is, you know, the voice of, but it's because you're not good enough or it's, or you're never going to find someone again, or that was your only chance, all these horrible things. And so this has just, you know, been a really good example to me that even when things are terrible and really, really difficult, the self-love is still there. And it's going to make everything so much easier. I think that's so inspiring. And it's so good to hear about what does remain, because I think that sometimes it can feel like it's this weighty thing that we need to do and practice all the time and, and self-love I, I do think that it is like that to an extent and there's so many practices that you describe in your book but it's really nice to know that something also stays consistent and that once you've got to a certain point it will make those life experiences that are horrible like breakups actually better for it because it takes away some of that self-criticism self-hatred you've described your novel as self-help disguised as fiction talk me through that trojan horse approach 
<laughs> so I guess essentially I just felt like I learned so much going on this journey and um, my self-love journey has essentially changed my life and made me a hundred times happier and life has just become easier and just so much more joyful now that I've got this foundation of loving myself and I just thought okay I want to share this with people how can I share it with people and I thought first of all about doing an actual self-help book you know non-fiction and I just thought it didn't feel very me and it felt a little bit preachy I realized that there was just so much fun in it all that I wanted to do something a bit more joyful and that's when I thought okay well my biggest strength is writing comedy um and I've written novels before that are comedies and I thought okay well I'm just going to merge the two I'll just do a bit of a mashup you know a comedy novel with self-help and that's where it came from it was kind of just partly to help people and make it accessible but also so for people who don't normally read self-help hopefully this could be like a little way in but also it was just on quite a practical note me thinking what are my skills and how can I utilize them yeah I mean it's always got to be a bit of both I suppose because books are a product they're a business but they're also something wonderful and creative and I love that I don't know I love that being a novelist still exists as a job which enriches people so much I was lucky enough to receive a proof of your book uh, in, I think it was late November or December, that really dark, dismal time, which was made mm. so much better for having your gorgeous novel. And I love that. So part of the plot is that the protagonist, Nina, she receives this, she comes across this uh, self-help book and then she works through those exercises. And in quite a lot of it is based around action and one of those mm. one of the opening chapters of your book involves her taking herself out for the dinner which I which I love uh what's the value of being able to do those things those public mm. activities alone well firstly can I just say thank you so much for saying such lovely things about the book it's just so nice to hear and I basically wrote it to help people in those dark dismal months like right now um so I'm glad it worked but also, yeah, I think there is so much value in doing things like taking yourself out for a date. You know, it's just because when you think about it, you know, loving yourself, it seems so hard. But how easy do we fall in love with other people? I mean, I don't know about everyone else, but I feel like I do it constantly. <laughs> and it's just. I thought, you know, well, what are the things that you do when you're falling for someone else? You spend time together, you go out, you do lovely things, you treat yourself, you know, you go for a nice meal. And so why do we not give that to ourselves? You know, why, why is that something that still feels a little bit taboo? Um, and I personally have always found it quite easy, easy to go and have lunch by myself, for example, with a book or, you know, go to a cafe or whatever. But going for dinner felt like quite a big deal. Because I just thought, well, you know, why would I? Why wouldn't I just go with a friend? And actually, I think there's something so wonderful and empowering about taking yourself out for dinner, especially going to a restaurant that, you know, you actually want to go to and not just sort of squeezing it in as kind of a, OK, I'll just quickly go and take a book. You know, make a thing of it, like wear a great outfit, book yourself a table, go somewhere amazing. And it seems scary because it's so different to what we, you know, to the norm in our society. But actually, that's what makes it so good. Because it's so scary, once you've done it, you feel this kind of like, I don't know, this sort of sense of, wow, okay, I can I can do hard things and I can have fun with them. And I think it's just a sort of 
a really amazing way to get to know yourself and to know what you're capable of. I love that Glennon Doyle quote, you can do hard things. I always think back. Yes. It's just it's so empowering. And it's so it's that little voice that you need in your head when you go out and do these these scary things, like walking into a restaurant alone. And it, it sort of it sort of cracked me up actually when I read that bit of the book. Uh because the book is set in Leicester, we're obviously based in London. And there's an element to which I think in smaller cities, perhaps it's harder to do those things alone and be anonymous and she very much gets the upshot of that because Nina then bumps into her ex-boyfriend and his whole family which is comic (laughs) in itself and I love that you actually get the reality of that that if you are in a smaller city then you probably you're more likely to then bump into people which I guess was always my bigger fear when I was worried about doing things alone in public what do you think is, do you think there's a solution there or do you think it is just easier to be alone in bigger cities or in that anonymous circumstance? So I think it's definitely, you're so right, it's definitely harder in smaller cities where everyone knows everyone. Obviously that's what happens to my character Nina and also my favourite bit, um, I know I wrote it, but it's still my favourite <laughs> bit, <laughs> which is when her her mum texts her when she's having dinner because like some family friends have seen Nina laughing to herself thinking she's like gone crazy and have texted her mum who's then texted her like what are you doing everyone can see you and I just love that because it just feels so real to me that it's embarrassing that you know that firstly as you said in a small city everyone can see you but two that it's embarrassing to be out alone and I think the solution ultimately is just again to really lean into it and just own it like there is no other option you know you just have to embrace it and Maybe it's even just putting it on social media and being like me getting ready to take myself out for dinner. Because once you've kind of owned it and you've made the narrative your own, then there's no space for that shame or anyone else's opinion just feels, you know, whatever. Because you've already publicly said, this is what I'm doing and I'm happy and I'm having fun with it. I like that you've picked up on the uh, the subtitle of my book, <laughs> Alone Month, How to Be Alone and Absolutely Own It. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. It's all just integrated <laughs> in my mind, all these messages. Bit of emerging there. Um, no, I love that. I love, and I love that Nina does absolutely own it. In Even in the context that, you know, she's just been through a breakup, that's a vulnerable space. And yet she really dresses up, she goes out. And the best thing in my mind is the sheer amount of Indian food that she orders. <laughs> I want to take that order straight to a restaurant and just say, can I please just have this? Because I just, I believe it. <laughs> I believe this sounds like the perfect, perfect order. And then I think the waiter even checks in and she's like, yeah, all for me. It's, it's great. <laughs> really nice. And I think there's something in it as well with the whole, I like your idea of posting on social media about taking yourself out for dinner alone because I always think you can't be what you can't see that's part of why I started this podcast because I wanted the idea of spending time alone to be something that was normalized and in many cases in a lot of my guests definitely with yourself it's 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 uh, aspirational that's what it that's what it becomes and I think there's something lovely about that and the fact that Nina from the outset is she's the protagonist she's the heroine of this novel and she goes out and she spends time alone and owns it and throughout and you know it doesn't it's amazing because it also feels quite real like Mm. bumping into your ex and um (laughs) 
and his entire family and yet it doesn't it doesn't dissuade her she then goes on this solo holiday and I think you see through the narrative that all this stuff she's just gone and done alone even you know going to even going to a yoga class obviously you're Mm. not alone in a class but she goes by herself she doesn't know anyone there I think that seeing that and seeing someone pave the way even if that's only in a fictional sphere it's incredibly catching I'm so glad you say that because I hope it is because the truth is that you know I also you know Nina's journey as much as it's fiction is loosely inspired by my own and I was once at a place where I found lots of these things hard and I've also been inspired by fiction you know as much as I've been inspired by real people there were also so many movies that have inspired me or kind of scenes or just like little throwaway images I have in my mind of things I've kind of collected over the years of, you know, that bit in Bridget Jones where she's walking across the bridge, just like owning life. I feel like people just know what I mean by that. Like <laughs> you just like even just that little scene or like in Legally Blonde where she's like, OK, break up bad, but I've got this now. And then there's like, you know, the empowering music plays and she's wearing a great outfit. And I'm just like, this is what I need. (laughs) I need to create my own moment of empowering music and great outfit and me on my own. And, you know, that I I really think when you kind of work out your way to frame it and you don't see it as like tragic, embarrassing, awkward, and you see it as empowering, cool, amazing, you know, then suddenly that's what it becomes. And actually I've done things alone that I thought would be really hard and afterwards, you know, it would just be something I've done just to do it, to prove that I can, I can tick that off my being brave list and that's it. But actually, in hindsight, they're some of my favourite memories. Like I once, this is so random, I, I can't even believe I did it. I just decided for one weekend to go hiking on my own in like Surrey, like literally just an hour from where I live, not far at all. And I booked an Airbnb for the night and just stayed there completely on my own. Like I could have invited a friend. But I just did this on my own and it still sticks in my head as really weird and random because, you know, it was so near to home. (laughs) And yeah, I decided to make it a mini break on my own. And it wasn't that exciting. I just went for a walk and I had dinner and I went to bed. But for some reason, it stayed in my head as this like amazing memory. And it wasn't like a magical trip where I met the coolest people. I met nobody, but I just had a lot of fun with myself and I felt really safe and really kind of I mean it is an overused word but I felt empowered that I'd given myself that experience. To what extent do you think becoming empowered in that doing things alone sense is about the doing the you know the doing of things Mm. just like that and being able to tick things off I I love that phrase you use your being brave list because I mean your book is very much about actions as well as as being and sort of looking at empowering quotes on Instagram it's as much about her actively doing these things so I think my personality type is that I'm just I'm a doer like I, I like action I feel like that's how things change in my life and I like movement so I'm probably quite biased because that's something I like and it's it feels quite natural to me but I do just think you know for things to change like yes you've got to change internally but then you've also got to do stuff and it's not necessarily what you do but how so 
I'm a big believer in doing things, but I just think it doesn't mean, you know, a solo trip has to be you backpacking across Southeast Asia or whatever. Like it doesn't even have to be a night in an Airbnb in Surrey. It can just be like you going for a walk on your own or a really small thing. And I don't, so I believe, okay, I'm a, I don't know if I'm making sense, but I believe one, action is good, but two, it doesn't have to be some big glamorous action. It can be a small action. It's just the energy you do it with. How are you feeling as you do it? Are you doing something that's brave or are you just cheating and doing something easy? Because if you are doing something brave, even if it's little, that will give you that sense of, ooh, like, you know, it will give you that sort of magic feeling and that sense of growth and excitement and passion. And those are the things that will grow and come with you into your next experience. Yeah, I think that's really great and really important to express because I think that so often, particularly in a very Instagram heavy culture we can get caught up in the fact that something can only be fulfilling if it looks good on Instagram and I think there's an element to which look it's it's what the intention is for me not just how it looks how it comes across what what sort of I don't know how extreme it looks and is I think that those little things actually are great and also I mean how many times can you go backpacking across South America, probably not many. You can infiltrate (laughs) those small bits of alonement into your day-to-day, your week-to-week. It's brilliant. It actually reminds me, and I don't know if you'll get this reference, um, I'm hoping you're as much of a Miranda fan as me, but there's that bit in uh, in the Miranda sitcom where she goes off and stays in a hotel by herself that's like 10 minutes (laughs) away from her house or something. And it's like, it's the principle. (laughs) No, I completely agree. And I think, you know, it's also so personal. Like, that's the thing. We're all going on our own journeys here. And it's, you know, alonement. It's about you being alone with you. So you get to decide. Like, that's the best thing. You don't have to do what someone else is doing because it's on Instagram or it's cool. You don't have to do what your partner wants, what your best friend wants. You get to pick. And I think like that's the coolest part. Like that's what's so liberating. And you get to decide if you go to the hotel five minutes from your house or you go book a flight. Like that is your choice. And I think it's once you kind of sink into that and enjoy making your own choices, it's pretty incredible. Like <laughs> here, this is just a really small thing that um that I do that I actually put in this a little tiny scene in the book as well. Um, which is I just love being in supermarkets. Like, I just love it. Like, I can spend hours there. I just love wandering the aisles and just spending ages, like an inappropriate amount of time debating what I'll have for dinner or dessert, like a good half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) And if I'm with anybody else, they're just like, you're crazy, can you hurry up? But on my own, I'm like, I get to do this how I want to. And I think there's just such like an incredible luxury in that. Yeah, absolutely. There is. And I think, oh, I love the term luxury being applied to alone time. I think it's not really done enough because we tend to associate luxury with, I don't know, with with money or with these Mm. big flashy things. But actually alone time in and of itself is luxury. Yeah. If you manage to frame it in that way. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like sometimes you hear alone time and you're like, oh, God, no, not more. Or like, or it becomes a chore. It's either scary or it's a chore or it's boring. But if you are able to reframe it and have it as that moment of luxury, I think, you know, how wonderful. Because then you get to really not just enjoy it, but also plan it and kind of really decide what you're going to put into that precious moment. 
finally, I ask all my guests this. Um, finally, what is alonement for you? What's the ultimate example of quality time alone? Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know if there even is just one example, but I guess the first thing that comes to mind is so boring, but so lovely, which is just kind of me with a book and a cup of tea in the sunshine. It's so simple, but I think ultimately for me, alonement is those simple things. You know, it's finding pleasure in the little things and also nature. Just nature always brings me joy. So, so long as there's sunshine and fresh air, I'm happy. It sounds both accessible and aspirational. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's so great to have you on. And uh, I can't wait to share this with listeners. Thank you so much oh, for coming it's on. Been... No, thank you so much. I've loved the chat. Oh, I just find Radhika's energy so great. Even when she's literally recording from her sickbed. I hope you enjoyed that and that you're inspired to go and give yourself a bit more love today, whatever form that takes. It's all about those actions as well as words that rings true of your relationship with yourself, not just with others. For now, I'm going to love you and leave you. But as ever, do get in touch on social media to let us know what you thought. And here's an idea. If you really love this and you think that there's a friend that would benefit from some self-love at the moment, do send this episode along to them. It might just brighten up their day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.